The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football season is coming and there is no better place to start making every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because they've got great odds and markets for NFL futures, MLB, PGA Tour, tennis, and more. Plus, their app is safe, easy to use, and when I win, I get paid out fast. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in select states only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Action Network. We got a lot to get to, and I'm super excited about it. To be joined by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. We're finally talking a lot of football. My man, it's going to be football from here on out. Rock and roll, my man. No, this is the best. It's literally every room in my house has a TV going for the next month and a half, and it's just NFL Network. It's never-ending B-roll of just guys practicing in shorts and them talking about it. It's it's truly my favorite time. I just wake up and watch football. Well, listen, what we're going to talk about right now with uh, my other BFF, uh, my sworn enemy from Convince Me, the host of so many things we do at Action Network, including the Fantasy Flex podcast. Um, Chris Raybon. What's up? <laughs> we got a lot to talk about because preseason games are coming up. Uh, I believe it was um, uh, a prominent gambling ambassador who goes by the name of Trey Wingo that said, uh, who would bother betting on preseason? Well, a lot of people because preseason is a great way for people to, if they are thinking wisely about it, to find a little bit of an advantage. Um, and then I want to talk about season-long player props, Raybon. So first, let's talk about preseason because there have been some changes. Like it used to be every wise guy knew you bet the third game of the preseason. You can't really do that anymore with the changes. Uh, explain a little bit about how preseason betting for both of you, Simon and Raybon, but Raybon, Raybon will start with you. How has it changed in recent years, especially with the reduced schedule? I, I just think that a lot of coaches don't like they don't put too much stock in their preseason. They're they're just looking to kind of go over certain schemes, see certain players, but no one's really game planning. And a lot of t- coaches now don't even treat any of the games like the dress rehearsal. But I don't mind that at all because I actually think that like I rather bet the more obscure you know, the more obscure rosters. I think there's a lot more variance. I think the market, um, it, it gets overconfident. And I just think you, you can have kind of specialized knowledge 
that is going to pay off even more so than in a regular season when the market is just so sharp in, in a regular season. There's so much money coming in. So I, I do think there's a, a edge, but it's a little different as far as how I approach it. Like I'm not necessarily trying to handicap the whole slate. I'm like picking my spots. I'm, I'm, I'm reading news and watching news all week and I'm trying to pick my spots, probably bet more trends in the preseason because there's just, there's just so much variance. And, you know, even just things as simple as like fading the public is, um, you know, certain following certain line moves like it it can be very profitable in the preseason that's not really true in the regular season um but there's just so many unknowns um even for the books i think setting these lines there's so many unknowns so uh i think it, it, it can really pay off to kind of lock into the beat beat reporters and the practice reports and understand you know the first second third teams and who's going to play um you could have a big edge uh in the preseason uh simon i want to get to you in one second but what do you mean raybon when you say specialized information like so I, I think in the regular season more or less you kind of know who's going to play like yes there are injuries and you're, you're you, you sometimes you have to wait till Sunday to, to find out if guys are going to be in and out but in the preseason I think it it's a lot more uh concerning okay what is the quarterback rotation going to be? What are the coaches saying as far as how they're going to approach the game? Is it going to be a game where like, what exactly are they, do they want to look at? Who do they want to look at? Um, how long do they want to leave? Like, I don't, not the starters, because the starters rarely play, but how long do they want to leave the second team and or the third team? You know, who has the deeper roster, you know, who has the better undrafted free agent class, you know, things like that. Um, you know, if you, even if like, let's say you just follow like, one team and your that's your hometown team but you kind of been following their practice reports every day and, and and reading their beats like you can have an edge just betting that specific team because um you know an, a lot of an average better might not in the market in general i think is not necessarily that locked in and dialed in to these specifics and so that's why i like it because i think it's like you can you're essentially betting on like these second and third and fourth stringers that a lot of people don't even know. And even the books setting the lines, they don't really know these players. They're just they're, I, I think you're on a uh, if you do know these guys, I think you're on a more even level with the book than than maybe you you would you would ever be otherwise. All right, Simon, are you betting preseason games? Yeah, I mean I'm always betting, but I, I think it's changed a little bit for sure since COVID. Like before COVID, we had four games and I kind of had a rhythm and a groove to it that I just placated to every year where this is a little different like I think Chris talked about it. like teams they really don't care like they really do not care most coaches I mean Sean McVay put him at the very top like his starters don't touch the field in preseason so to me I, I try to find advantage in these backup quarterbacks like I really you wouldn't want to know how much time I spend watching practice tape on backup quarterbacks but that's what I'm looking for like guys like Trace McSorley the guy who played for the Ravens like he went 4-0 one preseason. Like, that's how I win money on some of these guys. I just ride the hot hand in preseason. So, I'm definitely with Chris about picking your spots more so than NFL season. Like, if there just isn't a bet for me week one in the preseason, I'm just not going to force it just to put a bet out there. Like, I want to make sure I'm getting down money on something that I can actually have good information on. Like, just don't force stuff up because you got the itch. But, like, we're about to talk, I don't know, maybe next, next week we'll talk preseason games. But Hall of Fame game was, what, tomorrow? That's one of those, like, I'll just bet the under blindly. Like, I think it's 12 and 7 since 2000 on the under. So it's just, there's certain games where, like, yeah, I'm going to bet like 100 bucks on it, but like real big money, 
I do what Chris does. Like you're looking for an edge information or you know like your own local team, they're not playing starters and the other team is playing starters. Maybe I'll bet first half. The books are going to give you these options. So yeah, shop around. You can make good money on the preseason. Just be careful. Like it's it's preseason. Like you might be like, oh, I heard this guy's playing the whole first half and he has a good first series and that's it. So please don't don't be using your whole bankroll in the preseason. So you mentioned McVay. Are there teams and coaches that it's easier to get that informational advantage on? Simon, you go first. All about beat writers. Like, again, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of social media, but I am for information. Like, information is king. Follow your beat writers. Give support to your local beat writers. These people are in the know. So that's something I'm on. Like, I turn alerts on. Even during the season, I have alerts on. But, you know, it's Schefter, a couple other guys. Preseason, my alerts are on for everybody because, like, that's that's information is power. But we already heard Vegas is sitting starters and so are the Jaguars for tomorrow's Hall of Fame game. Like, that's important information. I think the total dropped by another point. So that's what I mean. You just want to be on top of these beat writers and getting good information. Raymond, what about you? In the preseason, I think now that with the growth of, you know, betting, DFS, things like that, I think the beat writers actually understand better than they ever have that there is this kind of niche crowd that is looking for certain types of information. So I think the information is accessible, but you have to really dig. So for example, you know, when I'm following beat writers and I'm looking at their social media accounts and I create Twitter lists and whatnot, I'm not just browsing their tweets and the headlines. I'm, I'm actually reading the articles that they're posting. Cause usually a beat writer is going to post an article every single day about a team's practice. And you can glean a lot from that. You know, who's practicing with the twos, the threes, like the fours, um, you know, who's, you know, which quarterback is coming in first um, you know, who, who, who do they want to get along? Like, who's playing well, you know, who's, who's playing poorly. Like what it, who, is the offense winning more is the defense winning more. Sometimes there are joint practices and you can glean a lot from that. They even have the stats from practices at, at this point. Um, so like, there's just a lot of information there that you can glean. Um, and it's, and, and then the coaches are a little more forthcoming in terms of what they're going to do. It, it's just that you have to kind of dig for the information, but, um, you know, there's not, a, there, because there's not real, they're not really looking for a competitive advantage. You know, a lot of times they'll tell you like, okay, yeah, this is our plan with the, with the quarterbacks. This is our plan with, um, you know, so and so player who might, you know, be a play a key role in terms of the the outcome. So um, the information is there. I think you just have to to look for it. But I, I wouldn't say necessarily that like there's any one team or, or or that's like easier to get or harder to get information from than others. I, I just think you have to kind of dig in and not just like look at the the headlines or the you know the 180 characters or whatever. You gotta um, go a little deeper. This is going to sound like a weird question, but when both of you guys, you're watching practice film, you're reading every story, you're seeing who's practicing with the twos, who's playing well. You know, there's a story in the New York Post today that Zach Wilson for the Jets continues to be inconsistent and went 0 for 4 in a passing drill against the first team defense. And how do you record that information in a way that you can go back to it? do you have a massive spreadsheet that you're putting in notes for every team and every game? Like how are you digesting and then manifesting it? So it's actionable. I mainly focus on the quarterbacks just because for me, that's easier to quantify than every little guy. Like there's just too much, right? Like there's just too much info. There's too many players. You, you drive yourself crazy. Like you got to really try to use your time wisely. Right. I've learned that's the biggest advantage I have is watching these quarterbacks. And with Zach Wilson, I'm, 
no biggie. Like this kid could throw seven picks tomorrow. I do not care. If this is end of August and this kid is still throwing multiple picks and having 0 for four days in the red zone and like inconsistent, huge problem. But early, early like this, getting getting used to things and kind of getting back into a flow. A lot of these guys are trying stuff they wouldn't try. You know, they're trying to push their limits and see what they did in the offseason, if that's come and worked for them coming into the season. So to me, early days like this, I don't really care. But yeah, once we start getting closer, it's a big deal. I can tell you from my own own reading with the Eagles, Hertz has been inconsistent. Like that's that's a problem, right? Because that's what one of the knocks on Hertz has been. He's an inconsistent quarterback. So yeah, I'm following away, brother. Like I I got a spreadsheet where I've written that down and I'll revisit it because I'll keep updating as I go. And if every week I keep writing Hertz is inconsistent, you you bet I am gonna be ready to fade them or lessen just lessen my idea of what I was gonna bet on the Eagles going into the season. Like that's one of those things where I already had a, I already told you, I had a mentality heading into the season on a team. Now I let them show me, like let them show me what they actually are and keep adjusting off of that. Cause we talk all the time, right? Teams that are the way a team is in September, they're nowhere near the same team in November. So you're kind of doing the same thing in preseason. Like the guy on the first week of August, he's going to be a different guy by the final week of August. And to me, I can't be stubborn. I just have to keep updating and take the information in because Chris will touch on it here. It's, it's a big deal to process all this information. This is how you find edges before the season starts. What's the process, Raybon? So for me, I mean, I have my my master spreadsheet with, you know, my entire NFL model, which, you know, includes, you know, everything for fantasy and betting. So it's, I have every player in that spreadsheet. I'm constantly updating the rosters and just, you know, tweaking little things, even for, you know, sometimes for regular season projections, just based on things I'm hearing uh, in the preseason. And then I also, I'm a big uh, Google Docs, uh, person as well. So like for every slate, I'll just start a, a new Google doc and I'll just, I'll just kind of start by just looking over the slate and um, it's kind of second nature to me, just, but just kind of looking for things that I think could be an edge and just kind of going from there. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it. Like, for example, I, I think you can kind of start with a trend and then you can say, okay, um, you know, for example, like uh, we've seen under like, preseason games tend to be close. There's a, you know, it's a, this, both teams are playing backup. So anytime you see a, a spread that's pretty large, um, there's usually value on it. So like underdogs of more than five points, uh, especially when it's like non-conference, when there's like no familiarity and they're just all, both coaches are just trying out different things. Like underdogs of five and a half or more, uh, 46 and 30 since 04, 61%. So I might say, okay, well, which, who, what team what teams fit that trend that doesn't mean I'm going to blindly bet, bet on them but now I'll say hmm I wonder you know uh, let me look at the quarterbacks for these two teams who you know who's who's going to face off you know third string fourth string things like that um and, and just kind of go from there like for example the the uh the Jaguars for this Hall of Fame game they just signed Kyle Slaughter and uh he's one of the better preseason quarterbacks I think it's over eight yards in attempt with 11 touchdowns and one pick career in the preseason so you know, he's going against uh, like if if oh if Vegas plays their fourth string QB, uh, he's like this. I think it's Chase Garbers, I believe it is. He's like some undrafted free agent who's just I, I would expect Slaughter to win that matchup. So like just kind of looking for edges like that. Um, there's a lot of different starting points, but I'm essentially just kind of like looking for something to latch onto and then um digging a little deeper from there and kind of a gut check and saying, okay, maybe I am intrigued by this or no, I don't, I'm, I'm going to go a different way. And, you know, to talking about like that example Simon gave of Zach Wilson and how he's struggling. Um, if I see that, I actually 
think that's that could be a positive for betting the Jets because like let's say Zach Wilson's been struggling all camp well maybe then they do let him play uh you know deeper into the, the second or third preseason game whereas the other team isn't really playing their starters so a struggling Zach Wilson or a struggling Daniel Jones or a struggling Jalen Hurts like that can be a positive for betting on that team because they're going to let them get work in and they're not going to take them out until they score a touchdown or two. And they're still starting caliber players that are going to be playing against largely backups that aren't trying to win. So um, it's just how you kind of use the information and, 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 and kind of put it together and, and tell that um, kind of let it lead you to what, what you think is the outcome is going to be. Uh, the only takeaway from this is that, you should bet Kyle Slaughter. He's a preseason MVP. Wherever he goes, <laughs> that's where the money should go. Football is right around the corner, and FanDuel Sportsbook is here to help you make every moment more because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up using promo code FAVORITES to place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. Personally, my favorite NFL bet right now is the Atlanta Falcons over their win total of four and a half this season. I love betting with FanDuel because they have an app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out fast. And there's no better place to get ready for the football season than on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code favorites to get started with your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. You must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Louisiana, in permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Wyoming. First, online, real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Raybon, you and our other BFF, Sean Kerner, recorded on the Fantasy Flex podcast a couple of weeks ago, July 21st to be exact. Your season-long player props episode, which is actually one of the biggest episodes we do all year. You and Kerner both are phenomenal at projections, powering Action Network player projections, which is great if you want to find value in season-long props. You and Kerner and me agree on one quarterback where there is an opportunity, Mr. Baker Mayfield. Explain yourself and then be ready to be mocked by Mr. Simon Hunter. I'm just not buying Baker. I'm fading him. I, I like his under 21 and a half passing touchdowns. I, I know Kerner likes his under yardage as well, but I, I think there's just a lot of red flags. And, you know, first of all, Baker's one of those guys that he, he's probably going to start in week one, but if he struggles there, there's two other guys that they could try out. Or if they have a bad season, like, you know, when you're, when you're projecting player props, right? Like the, the books are usually projecting uh, 16, 17 games played for these, these quarterbacks that they're posting props for. And so 
Um, a guy like Baker, I think he's one of the the few quarterbacks that has props listed where they need to start week one so they you get action on it. But I think some things could go wrong within that season. Um, and you know, maybe Carolina's out of it and they want to look at Matt Coral for a week or two because they're, you know, six and nine or five and ten you know, heading into the last two weeks of the season. And even if Baker was like not terrible, but just okay, they might say, oh, we want to look at the young guy and, and Baker gets benched and then he falls short of his prop for that reason. Um, you know, there's talking about Sam Darnold is is still kind of in a battle. So, you know, if Baker has a bad game or two midseason, you know, maybe he gets the bench, even if it's for a game or two. But also just looking at Carolina, period. Uh, last year, they had 14 passing touchdowns in 17 games. Uh, the year and, and obviously, you know, quarterback situation, not great. The year before that, they had Teddy Bridgewater, 16 passing touchdowns in 16 games. And like this is just a, a, a team that they really don't have touchdown makers outside of Christian McCaffrey. Like DJ Moore is their best receiver. Uh, he constantly clears a thousand yards. His career high is four touchdowns. So when your best receiver uh, career high is four touchdowns, that's kind of a problem when you're betting on a player that we don't even know will get, you know, the full 17 starts uh, to go over this total. So I, I liked fading Baker Mayfield for, because I think you have a lot of outs in, in terms of how he could fall short of his season long player props, despite uh, starting week one. All right, Simon, agree or disagree? Agree. I'll make it quick. You know, I'm down on Baker. I just don't like the vibes of the whole situation with him. And now I'm looking at him. An undersized guy can't stay healthy. Going from we can we can argue about what we think Stefanski is, but I think he's a really talented offensive mind. To a Carolina team that just hasn't produced any offensive, you know, consistency. They just aren't. And we could say it's because of QB position, but I just don't see Baker being that much of an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater when he was down there. So I'm down on it. I just I would not bet any over that's associated with Baker. Even his interception over, I wouldn't bet just because I just can't see him playing out the season. Like he's just an under guy. For that simple fact. Week one, love Carolina, right? Like them versus the Browns, that, that's great. Revenge game. Other than that, I just, I'm just not going to be a positive Carolina guy this year. All right, so Raybon, uh, as you think about the season-long props that are available, what else are you looking at? So it's crazy because a lot of the props Sean and I talked about, actually all of the props we talked about pretty much um, have have the lines have completely moved. And so uh, they're like right now is actually a pretty dead time. Like a lot of the lines have adjusted after that initial like wave of bets coming in. So um, there's a couple that I like, but I think we're going to start having to wait for more news to come in and, and, re and so that we can react and get some edges because now that, you know, we've been talking about props for a few weeks and betting on them, like the lines are a lot sharper than they were two weeks ago, but uh, Patrick Mahomes under 350 and a half rushing yards, uh, he would need to average 20.6 or more uh, rushing yards per game for 17 games uh, to clear that number. He's only done that once in his four years as the starter, uh, and he's only top 350 once in four years as a starter as well, even if you uh, adjust it and, and add some yardage to account for the 17-game season instead of 16. So um, I think this is one of the few – bets that I season-long props that I see on FanDuel still that um, hasn't like adjusted to a point where there's no real value on either side I think I think that's my uh, favorite one and then a, a long shot bet I like Najee Harris most rushing yards 
in the league at 18 to one. You know, we talked about, we like the Steelers. They could play ball control with, with that defense. He was second in attempts uh, last year, and fourth in yards. And, you know, he's entering year two running backs peak right away. Uh, and, you know, last year it was really just the line struggled. And so he was one of those guys, you know, 3.5, 3.8, you know, that was kind of his yards per carry most weeks, but you know, a lot could change year over year. I think the line is going to be a little bit better and uh, you get some, you know, get some positive regression, a long run or two, you know, maybe Henry gets, you know, misses another few games or, you know, all, all the guys at the top miss a couple of games. And, and I think Najee's right there. He's, he's built like a house. So um, I, I like Najee Harris to, uh, to lead the league in Russian at 18 to one. Najee Harris, Najee Harris just seems like he is coming to play nasty football. Also, what this says to me is that you're a big believer in Mitchell Trubisky and defenses having to <laughs> keep him honest. Uh, I don't know about all that. I just think I just think that like with, with like when you're for example when you're projecting running backs like there's such a low um, like there's a it's yards per carry is just it's it's very volatile year over year and it's a very small spread. It's like the lowest guy in your projections is probably going to be like 3.9 or 4.0. And then the highest guy will be like five. And so, you know, all you need is a couple of those long runs, which Najee still has that potential for, and he's going to get the volume. I mean, if Pittsburgh does what we think they're going to do, they're going to play good D, you know, they're going to try to manage the game with Trubisky or, you know, maybe, maybe it ends up being Rudolph or Pickett sometimes, but we know how Pittsburgh is going to play regardless of who's at quarterback. It's going to start and end with, with Najee Harris. Simon, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, well, so I'll just do it real quick. I mean, I bet hundreds of player props already. I would love to hear your take on my three long shots I did for wide receiver player props. Okay. So my first one was MVS. Uh, you know, we all know he's on the Chiefs now. He's 60 to one to lead the league in passing yards. Juju Smith Dusher. Uh, I get it. He's playing the slot for the Chiefs now, but at 50 to one to lead the league in receiving yards with Mahomes. I feel like that's pretty good value. And then Allen Robinson on the Rams. I don't think people get how good this guy is. Like, he's just been withering away with the Bears. Cooper Cup, MVP season last year, Super Bowl MVP. Out of this world, everyone's going to be shifted towards him. Allen Robinson, he's going to be open. He's going to get a lot of catches. Am I crazy thinking all these guys are better than 50 to 1 or great values right now? Or am I just dreaming? I think Juju would be tough just because I, I do think the I don't think the targets are going to be deep enough downfield, partly because they do have uh, MVS. So I think MVS is actually pretty intriguing. Like he's never been a volume guy, but, you know, he is going to see a, a like a step up in terms of his target share, I think. And Patrick Mahomes, you know, he, he's, he, he can chug it deep. So <laughs> I don't hate that one. I think Juju, I think he's going to kind of cancel out Juju, though. Um, yeah. And then A-Rob, I think I, I like the contrarian A-Rob play. I, I do think what ultimately may need to happen, though, is Cup may actually need to get hurt. Like, if he may not just need to draw coverage away. He may actually need to get hurt. And so the Rams just really have nobody else. And that, you know, they still have Matthew Stafford. They're still, they still have Sean McVay. And so they'll just figure out a way. And maybe Allen Robinson becomes that dude who, you know, gets 190 targets. And we've seen Allen Robinson. Uh, I believe he led the league in targets one year. He was, yep. he was in the top five. So, you know, yeah, he's, he's gotten 150 plus targets four times in his career. Um, you know, so I think that there's an avenue to that. So I think, yeah, Robinson's probably my favorite. 
MVS, like, I, I think he could have a, a better season than people think. I think he could return value on his fantasy uh, ADP. Um, you know, don't hate it. Uh, Juju, probably not, just because I, I do think he'll he'll get, like, more of the underneath targets and kind of right. help help uh, Mahomes, you know, because you know how the defense is kind of adjusted, too. Like, when they do want to look deep, they needed more guys over the short area of the field. And I think that's why they were like, all right, we're going to, you know, trade Tyreek and we'll kind of revamp it and get more intermediate uh, and underneath guys. So I think that's the role Juju is, is going to play. By the way, uh, NVS for anybody listening is uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling who signed with the chiefs uh, from the Packers. One more weapon that Aaron Rodgers lost during the off season. Chris Raybon, host of the Fantasy Flex podcast, member of the Convince Me team, which will come back uh, during the fall, along with me, Simon, Sean Carner, Darren Ravel, Samantha Praviti, the whole gang. He does it all, folks. He's a projectionist. He's a writer. He's a video talent. He's an audio talent. He is Chris Raybon. Oh, wait, Chad, Chad. Yes, Before, before go. you go, let me, I forgot to mention one thing. Bet the Ravens in the preseason. It's the best bet in sports. 20 and 0 their last 20 straight up preseason games. 17 right. 2 against the spread in their last 20. Overall, since Hardball uh, uh, became the coach, 40 and 12, 77%. They're one of they're like the only team that actually like seems to try to win preseason games uh in, in this current era. So uh just wanted to mention that. We always like to give people takeaways. I think our takeaways here are bet on Kyle Slaughter of the Jags bet on uh, the Ravens and John Harbaugh and uh, fade Baker Mayfield and his play props for the year. Like I said, he's Chris Raybon along with Simon Hunter producer extraordinary Matt Mitchell. I am Chad Millman. This has been the favorites podcast from the volume podcast network. Download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get the pods. Rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars. Feedback is a gift. Say anything you want. Until next time, love you.